we're now into the phase of the Emergencies Act where we've been learning about the money trail and if the government was justified in closing bank accounts of Canadians, something never done in this country, and something that intelligence has no support to say that it was funded by foreigners or that it was terrorist or extremist-driven. And part of the justification um, of closing borders and um, and damage to economies. So part of the justification the Trudeau government came up for in pulling this act was, well, we had to close the borders and it was damaging our reputation. So that was a threat to national security. But financial issues are not actually a consideration of using this act. That was one thing we learned about. Also on the stand, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's top national security aide, Jody Thomas, she testified uh, Thursday and said that uh, the head of the RCMP, Brenda Lucky, failed her duty when she failed to inform the Liberal cabinet that the Ottawa police had finally come up with a plan to move protesters out, fully knowing that the Trudeau government was going to invoke the act the next day. Let me bring in Aaron Woodrick, Director of Domestic Policy over at the Macdonald Laurier Institute, because I know you're watching these hearings a lot. And a lot came out this, um, this week, so thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me, Alex. Quite the, uh, quite the bombshells we've heard from the inquiry this week. Yeah, let me start with Thomas, because um, for our listeners who might not know, she's one of the most significant people uh, to take the stand ahead of the Prime Minister and Liberal MPs next week, because she is National Security Advisor, so she'd be right in the Prime Minister's ears. Mm-hmm. And I think it's I think it's interesting, because um, in her testimony, a couple of things came out. She said basically, and I don't want to say be trite about it, but she basically said mean tweets that she saw on social media told her that that something bad was going to happen in this country, which is not exactly credible when you've got CSIS and all the other police forces saying, well, we didn't see that. Yeah, look, I, I don't, I am not prone to exaggeration, or at least I, I try not to be, but I think her testimony yesterday was the most shocking stuff we've seen in this inquiry. I mean, we have an advisor here who clearly personally felt that there was a big threat, uh, but realized, to her credit, that what was in the Emergencies Act, that, that this stuff did not meet the definition in there. So what was shocking to me was she just decided to come up with another definition. I mean, it's really <laughs> astounding what she did here, Alex. I mean, the law says that to use the Emergencies Act, you have to meet a certain set of criteria about what's a national security threat to Canada. Um, she realized it didn't meet that threshold, so she thought, you know what? We need to come up with another definition that we can meet. I mean, that is an astonishing thing. She has no authority to do that. That's not how laws work. You can't just make up <laughs> retroactively. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and and she's and she's just done that. And uh, the, the, you know, to me at least, it answers the question. Well, how is the government ever going to meet the threshold under the law? They're not going to. They've made up another one. And I expect mm-hmm. when we see ministers come next week, that's what they're going to say. They're going to say, "Oh yeah, yeah, we didn't meet the actual one in the law, but we came up with this other definition that we met that threshold." And I think that's just. I mean, this is not the rule of law. This is really shocking stuff. It should well it should be seen by that, but I think if you hate the convoy trucking thing and you that that's your stance, yep. you're gonna no matter what happens in this, you're just gonna still think it's okay to use this act, which is a conversation maybe for a, a different day. But again, I, uh, I don't I'm not I'm not aiming high anymore to see that there'll be a penalty at the end of all this. Um, but she also it's interesting because she contradicted everything Brenda Lucky said, who I'm wondering when she'll be fired. But uh, RCMP. Um, you know, Brenda Lucky was on the stand this week where we learned that she didn't even bother to tell the Trudeau government about the, the fact that they didn't need the emergency powers or the mm-hmm. fact that Ottawa police had a plan. Um, and, and, and basically this national security experts threw her into the bath saying, look, she's got to do that. And I think a lot of people are wondering, like, Brenda Lucky has, I mean, how she got this job is beyond me. She's not present well. 
Well, and how she still has it, I think, is the more surprising thing. I mean, aside from what we just said, what else was alarming generally about these, this inquiry is how, how, um, how many people who are important that should be talking to each other during this crisis were not talking to each other. I mean, Brenda Lucky had formed a plan to clear out the convoy without using the Emergencies Act. She failed to speak up the day before at the meeting where she could have said this. So Jody Thomas did not even know that there was this plan in place. So, you know, to be fair to Jody Thomas, she's like, well, we need the emergencies act because it's the only way to clear out the convoy. She didn't know that Brenda Lucky already had a plan to clear it out without it. So how are these people supposed to make informed decisions if they're not even advising each other of, of, you know, what they know and what they plan to do? I guess she was busy trying to find out what gun was used in that, um, you know, mass killing. Because honestly, I mean, it's, it, I think if not over the last three years, we've learned how absolutely unprepared we are in every asset of our life in this country for those in charge to actually take charge to do anything. But yeah, out of this inquiry, it's like you need another inquiry to talk about how disjointed police forces are and how utterly unprepared we are for anything serious. If I'm like a terrorist or I'm looking at this country, I'm going, now's the time to go. These guys are clueless. Having said that, I want to bring up the point of the financial stuff. Because this is a really, I think, most important part of this thing. Because Christian Freeland is going to have to come on and testify next week. And you've got senior bureaucrats testifying this week talking about that, you know, seizing these 280 bank accounts was justified um, because apparently it worked. And this is her deputy minister talking about this, a guy named Sobera, yeah. who's like, well, it worked. That's not what the point That's why You can't take people's bank accounts because you've got protesters to leave. That's not justification for that. No, and this is a this is a very disingenuous argument about the use of the act generally saying it worked. That is not the test. You know, you you can you know, if I need to kill a fly, I can drop a nuclear bomb. It will kill the fly, so it worked, but that doesn't justify its use. And so here I think you're right too in that the freezing of the bank accounts is probably the the biggest long-term impact here, right? I mean, this has impacted people's credit rating. There are people who've defaulted on loan payments. I mean, this is and, and this is a very big deal in terms of uh, impacting people people's livelihoods, right? Normally, if a government wants to freeze a bank account, you go to a judge, you get a court order, you freeze the account. They skip that step here. They just told the banks, anyone who, anything that seems fishy, freeze it. And by the way, in the Emergencies Act, we'll indemnify you so you can't be sued for it. So you can imagine if a bank knows that they're not going to face any consequences for freezing accounts, they're probably going to err on the side of freezing more rather than less. And I think that's really egregious and unnecessary. Well, the fact that, that they didn't have any police orders or any information and the banks just went and did this is utterly insane. Whether you like the convoys or not, your protest could be something else. And you want banks exactly. to be, I mean, that's ludicrous if we set the bar to that. But I go back to this. Uh, ultimately, the judge is going to make his ruling here. But I think a lot of people, Aaron, are going to be seeing this as, well, it worked, so I'm, I'm okay with it. Whereas I think people must look at this and say, would you be okay if a cons- with Stephen Harper doing this? It, you don't just use this act because it works in your cause. You have to remember the cause of the day you fight for, maybe under a different government, and maybe they'll pull this crap. And you shouldn't be okay with that. Well, hundred percent. This is a this is not a partisan issue. I realize some people Shouldn't are be. always really tempted to see things through sort of left and right, but it is the rule of law. The law must be applied consistently to everyone. It doesn't matter if they're your friends or your enemies. It doesn't matter if you like them or not. And I think there are a lot of people that are succumbing to this temptation that if we don't like someone, they're not entitled to due process. They're not entitled right. to fair treatment. That is a that is a very big problem, and it's very very prevalent in society right now. Yeah, it is. I think um, everyone's got to take their blinders off. And I think, you know, if you're not okay with Doug Ford using the notwithstanding gloss, and you shouldn't be okay with that. I mean, just 
politicians should not be able to seize power. Period. It doesn't work. Well, Shouldn't be I allowed. Can tell yeah. you, I can tell you, Alex, there are a lot of folks that are okay with freezing banks for the convoy. I, I struggle to find another situation where those folks would be okay with big banks having the power mm-hmm. to just randomly freeze people's bank accounts. I, I, I really struggle to see other situations where they'd be okay with it. Well, if, you, if you're going to argue financial and, and you're okay with the blockade of the railroad, which also did significant uh, financial harm to the country, if they had gone after those protesters who they did ultimately um, go and negotiate with at the track, which is also forgotten, um, uh, uh, people would have lost and rightfully so lost their minds. Having yeah. said that, stay tuned. Uh, Aaron, very much appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Alex. That's Aaron Woodrick uh, joining us uh, from Ottawa. He's been weighing into this. So we'll stay tuned next week because next week, I think, if I'm looking at the witness list right, we're going to start to see some very big names, including Christian Freeland, Marco Mendocino, and the Prime Minister. We'll see how they spin their way on the stand.